We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. You are unprepared. I'm Neil McCrady. That is Tyler Siski here on this uh, gorgeous, at least in North Mississippi, Monday afternoon. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope that all of you have uh, your voices intact. You're uh, you're you're ready to go here on a last week of April. Yeah, dude. 2023. Um, We're brought to you by our friends at Rain Total Body Fuel. 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. Oh, so, all right. So the rainstorms are out, and this is what we're rocking right here, the rainstorms. They are the... What what flavor you? I have the Valencia orange. Okay, I have the Harvest Grape. I had that on... I had that yesterday. Okay. Um, Tyler knows I'm an... Orange kind of guy. Yeah. So let's go live taste test. All right. Go ahead and go. Oh, I like that a lot. Dude. Yeah, I like that a lot. So I had that yesterday. I was like, if I've ever drank a drink like this to mix with a a, a nice little vodka or tequila, that's it right there that you're drinking. So, so I'm going with the Harvest Grape. So 10 calories. Uh, it's, it's less, less caffeine. I don't know how much less, but less. Yes. Much less caffeine. I, I, I think around half. I'm not, don't quote me on that, but it's a plant-based deal. Um, it's totally different and it's actually found, I think in the store a little bit different than you would find your normal rain if you've been going to the store, but this harvest grape tastes like, uh, dude, you want me to tell you what this tastes, tastes like? This tastes like grape Fanta. Oh, from back in the day. Yeah. From back in the day. Like or a grape popsicle, you know, when you just oh yeah yeah, this is what this is. This is phenomenal. Grape Jolly Rancher. I mean, this is this is on point. You still a popsicle guy? Uh, no, my kids are though. You don't like popsicle? I mean, I'm not going to turn one down. But yeah, I'm that's not what I'm going, saying. I'm not going to go on a hot like, day in the summer. You just grab popsicle? I'm not going in search of popsicles. No, we always had those. Uh, 
there were like blue and there was a red one and there was a grape one but you had to cut the little top off and you squeezed yeah, it it was frozen yeah, yeah that's what, what that's what are those what called i don't know yeah those, those were kind, great those kind and they'd kind of melt by the end and you drink the end of it yeah that's fantastic what, um, what, what's going on? What's happening in your uh, in your world here, dude? I went so Friday. I went. Uh, I went to the Ole Miss baseball game with our our good friend uh, Mock Ten Sports on Friday, and um, he's got some good seats. His uncle has some good seats, so I was down there close, and I got to do some people watching. That was the most fascinating thing I think I've seen in a minute. So you went to the Friday night game, went to the Friday night eight, game, eight thirty game, okay. And um, and our good friend Morgan Wallen shows up. He's about 30 feet to the left of me, okay? Yeah. And I sat there for five innings and watched divorces start to formulate as all of these women. At first, I just started started watching all of the people around, the, around just not even watch the game. They're just, like, staring like it was a, uh alien or something. And then just... Then you had because he was down at the very bottom, and so people couldn't get down to him, right? Were people leaving him alone? Oh, no, at first they were, right? So he went about an inning, and then um, it was a bunch of dudes that started taking pictures with him. Well, when that happened, and he was gracious, you know, he was taking pictures, smiling the whole deal. To see, uh, this was the most fascinating thing for the whole baseball game, besides the dude throwing 100 miles an hour. That's freaking beast. And yeah, he's Paul Skeens' stud, and Dylan Cruz just hitting monster, it, you know, 200 miles an hour off the barrel, but yeah. Um, just to see these women, the the length that they went to to try to sneak around, and to see them off to the side, like I could see them off to the side, like gaining courage to go ask for the picture or whatever, you know. And so, and then see like the security guard, not his security guard, like the stadium security guard, try to intervene, and then when he would look away, they would start trying to scheme ways to get over there. Because once you got to him, he'd take the picture, right? Um. But like, dude, he was in more marriages than finances. I mean, there was, and then seeing the husbands getting pissed off. Really? Oh yeah, just getting all jealous. All right, looking. See, see, here's the thing. Why would you, as a husband, get pissed off because your wife has some a little crush on on the on the music star? Because uh, look, I don't know. I don't care. He's not probably some insecurities. Yeah, she's not leaving with him. No, because I mean. He, I would hope not. I mean, it's, just, it's not happening. <laughs> and so the odds are overwhelming that if anything, and let's just, we just have an honest moment here. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if she gets all stirred up, the odds are overwhelming. You're going to be the one that benefits from it. And it's kind of like that moment in Bull Durham. <laughs> where Susan Sarandon makes a really good point when she's talking to Nuke Lelouch. And she says, do you want me... Do you want to be the one with me and me calling his name or vice versa? And it's a great question. <clears throat> and then I guess after the same guys that were upset, you know, last night, the same guys were upset, I guess, Friday night, last night, they were able to look at their wife and say, see, honey, he's got a problem performing too. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason, hey, there's a reason that when you turn on, uh, Turn on a college football Saturday or an NFL Sunday and every other commercials, the two tubs up on the top of the hill. That's right. It's my good friend. What's his name? Cialis? Yeah. <laughs> I hate those commercials. <laughs> they make no sense. 
It's like, so wait a minute. No, the best is when you're sitting there when you're like your seven year old kid and he's asking you what that is. Us just dividing for adults. <laughs> but I mean, if you think about it, by the time you hauled two porcelain tubs up to the top of the hill, they're not hooked up to any water. <laughs> by the time you fill them with water. So you're water, worried about the logistics of this whole thing, right? Well, by the time you fill them with water, <laughs> you are going to be exhausted. <laughs> and then there's two of them. And so if you're if she's in a tub and you're in a tub, what's the point? <laughs> That's just PG, man. It's a, it's a commercial. It's can, PG. Can you imagine how dirty the tub would be after <laughs> after all of the up and down? Getting, I mean, you'd be like Jack and Jill hauling pails of water, you know? Oh, dude, you're, you're a trip. Um, so, yeah, it's just, just a dumb. It. It's a dumb commercial. Yeah. But sitting there and watching people, like grown people, what does is the kids like? What twenties? He's in twenties, right? Twenty nine, thirty, somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. I, I say I, kid. I don't he's, know. he's a man now, but just the fawning over like it was down Michael Jordan. It showed up and not even paying attention. But that was funny. And then when um, my second favorite was when I don't know what the attendance was. I have no idea what the attendance was Friday night. Probably around ten thousand plus or minus, right? Sure, there, I, I don't know. I'm there was somewhere in there. There were that many people in the building. That were looking at the dugout, waiting for uh, Bianco to come out to t- to pull a picture. I mean, it was, and it was like, everybody's like, "What are we doing?" I mean, er- like all ten thousand people knew. It was like, okay, he's gonna leave him in, let him face lefty, lefty. But look, it's third time through the lineup. Dylan Cruz is gonna get up there. We're gonna pull him, and then it just everybody's like, "Oh no, oh no, oh no!" It's just a matter of time. And dude, and then he wa- and then he, when he walked out after the grand slam, it was um, <clears throat> there were some not very happy people. In the building, but that was it was so that was so bad that that's that's actually what ran uh, Morgan Wallen what left after that decision. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's extra when he left. So, but you know, it was uh it was entertaining, man, to watch just watch people. So, uh, I followed that up with a spontaneous wake them up, roll out trip to Talladega yesterday. Had no plans of going. Um, I guess until Saturday night, and then um. <clears throat> Went to Talladega, took the whole family, my wife, my boys, the whole trip with the whole crew, man. Yeah. She, my wife did it uh, protestingly. Uh, she did not, she wasn't excited about going. She did not want to go to Talladega. No, Why? No, she thinks it's boring. And uh, my good friend Greg saved me, one of my best friends on the planet. He saved me. So I called him because he goes all the time. And he was like, I asked him if he was going. He's like, yeah. And so he had some. Uh, tickets, so I didn't have to buy tickets, so he saved me there, but tickets wasn't that expensive. They're on about 40 or 50 bucks, but um, he has, when you go to, I've ruined it for my kids, all right, because my buddy's got sweet tickets. Yeah. And so they've never. Because if we go, I want sweet tickets. Yeah, I mean, it's different. You know what I mean? Like, you got all the beer you can drink, all the food you can eat, all the cookies. For my kids are just, they're like, and there's, it's you're in a suite, now you're on top of it. And you can still, it's still loud, but it's not like outside loud. So my wife was able to uh, to handle it a little bit better. So she didn't bother me. She was in the air condition, which it was actually cool yesterday. So I did take them on a tour. We got there about an hour early. And so uh, my buddy Greg had a has passes where you can, so we park inside the track. And I'm not talking about the infield. I'm talking about like he's he gets worker pass and he parks between where they take your ticket and where you walk into the into this like i'm here from that tv to a concession stand like he parks inside the track like a worker 
And so you have to be rolling because if you don't, when people start coming out of the track, they got to cross you and you can't get your car through. So, uh, but you're able to get in and out and that road takes you to the airport with all the players, I mean players, the drivers, mm -hmm. uh, planes and stuff are. Michael Jordan was there yesterday. Oh yeah, did you see him? I did. And then saw his, dude, his airplane. I'm, I'm guessing it was pretty nice. Well, it's it's <clears throat> obviously very nice. I think it was a, um, it was big. It was probably a Challenger or something, right? But it was, uh, you know, the snakeskin Jordan shoe look. Yeah, his whole plane was the snakeskin with a freaking Jordan logo on the on the tail. Oh, he's doing okay for himself financially, I think. See, he, I don't get starstruck very often. I think I would actually oh, get yeah. I would get starstruck around Michael Jordan. Hundred percent, dude. Yeah, I'm the same. I would I would really be because uh, like i see athletes all the time so when you see an athlete even a professional athlete you're like, ah, whatever i see pro athletes all the time but when you see someone like like him i would i would be like that i'd be pretty I'd be, uh, not nervous but i would i would be i would feel different yeah, yeah he's well, different he's different but it was uh it was pretty cool i did see uh it was tamer than normal maybe that's because i was so more sober than normal uh but it was definitely tamer than normal Interesting thing out of Talladega, besides the people were a lot tamer. If you went out in the concession, so you have the seats in this massive concession area, right? There were beer lines as long as you could shake a stick, but the Bud Light deal, completely empty. You were kidding. Not one person in line. I'm talking about there were 150 people in the Miller Light line. Not one person. That's unreal. In the Bud Light deal they have lost so much money <laughs> i mean forget the politics of this i mean the dude that what was selling you, was playing on his phone what were you thinking <laughs> i mean the person like got that resigned or something right yeah well i mean come on with pay oh yeah yeah so she got a vacation yeah they're, I mean, they're hoping it goes away but you know some people are like i don't know that this is going to go away <laughs> <laughs> they're starting to go, hey, uh, hey, see what it, happened. Was. So what happened was, now yeah. they're pissed about the response or something. They put up those "Stop being a crybaby." That was a response. Oh, that's not good. Did you see that? I did not see. Oh that. yeah, they're posting up billboards that says "Don't be a crybaby." Good response. You know, <laughs> I'm not one of these people. Okay, <clears throat> but the people that are brand loyal. In the beer yeah. thing, they're brand loyal. Oh yeah, and they're. Quick. I mean, I mean, those are the people that they're a Coors Light guy or a Miller Light guy or a Bud Light guy, and, and they're in. And Bud Light was the one that I mean, you're a Miller Light guy. Yeah. You'll, you'll get Miller Light every time. But, I used to be a Bud Light guy though. But the Bud Light people were like maybe the the most loyal. Like they would not drink the other beer. Well, I was being serious when I was talking about what, what this. What are you thinking? I was being serious when I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Everybody thinks I'm joking, but I guarantee you there's a bunch of people that listen to this show that are in the same boat. When I was in college and we didn't have any money, it was Natty Light and Bush Light. Bush Light was like, that was like good stuff. And like it was a really, when you got your first job, man, and you didn't have to go buy Natty Light, it was like, hey, I can go to the store and get Bud Light every time now. Uh -huh. And that's kind of what you went to. I can go get Miller Light. That was like a, all right, I'm going to. I know some of you in here, if you grew up nice, that you didn't have these problems. But where I grew up, that was like, dude, you've made it. As a young man, I've, I have I don't have to go buy that shit anymore. My dad drank Miller Lite. And then 
at some point, he sort of switched to Michelob Light. Yeah. And Michelob Light came in a bottle, and Miller Light came in the can. Yeah. And so when it, the Michelob Light, like, I remember when I bought my first six pack of Michelob Light, I was like, I'm, I'm doing something. Yeah. I, they don't make it anymore. It's gone. No. Uh. Uh-uh. How about that? You can get the Michelobes. Yeah. Still. Yeah. But not very often. But you can still get them. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's single handedly they single handedly uh, killed a killed a brand. They but. still sell Lowenbrow. Dude, I don't know. I can still sing the damn song in my <laughs> head. I was just singing it. I was like, "What's the name of that?" Here's to good friends. Tonight is kind of special. <laughs> ain't no doubt. I mean, it tells you marketing works, which is a long again Dude. back to my point. What were you thinking? <laughs> like someone should have been like, "Hey, um, <clears throat> I know we got to score some points and stuff, but that's this this is not no this." We are we are telling the we are telling the people that drink our beer to go eat a bag in favor of people that let's be real don't drink our beer right. Hey, I, I, tell me tell me how that makes sense. Snide says I grew up I grew up with Keystone. I still can't drink Coors as a result. Tastes too much like college and regret. <laughs> <laughs> That's good shit right there. That's good, Snide. That was funny. It made me I'm laugh. the one that every time. Uh, Campbell's coming home. I'm like, hey, uh, can you uh, stop by that that uh, liquor store up there? I, I want I want this beer, this beer, and this beer. I, I start thinking, you know, that's probably not the best example in the world. <laughs> yeah, she be all right. she's she's got it now. She's okay. She's okay. She survived. All right, we're going. Before we get rolling, I will miss that though. I will miss having a legal one up there because I'll go back to having an illegal one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because Caroline, how well, long has she got? She doesn't have long though. No, right? she'll be twenty one in March. So, but I got a year a, from now. Yeah, it's gonna be a long fall, boss. It's gonna be a long fall. Long fall for old old the hairless whisperer. I know. Because <laughs> Campbell turned twenty one, I was like, okay, so you can start buying okay, me the yeah. right. you can buy me the Homewrecker IPA now. It's a brewery in Bentonville. It's a good beer. Yep. I'm still trying to figure out how I'm gonna get somebody to drive me uh, back to my house on Thursday night from here. And there's one in <laughs> there's one in Rogers that makes this. It's like a key lime Kolsch, kind of a wheat beer. Yeah. That on a really hot day is fantastic. Oh, that's good. Anyway, sorry. All right. Uh, let's that's, that's your beer. Yeah, that's my. Speaking of beers, uh, if you are looking for a place to go grab one, I highly recommend Walk-On Sports Bistro, where they put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana, dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like Juicy Burgers and Fresh Salads, 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. I can also order online at walkons.com or on their convenient Walkons app. If you're in Oxford or uh, Jackson, stop by the Oxford or Ridgeland locations today. All right, now it's time to start pissing off the people of the planet. Um, all right, this happened, I guess, after our show. I guess it was Thursday night. Maybe it was Wednesday night. We just had shit to talk about. But So we've had a little... NBA player um, character, I guess, or the way they act. That's that's gotten some – we had three little player instances. So the first one was – I think the first thing that happened was actually Russell Westbrook, after getting trolled, goes into the suite at halftime and starts talking shit or starts talking to the fan, telling him he's going to beat his ass and all that. No, he just told the fan to shut up. Yeah, whatever. I, I Basically told him to shut up. He should have told him he'd beat his ass. Um, so we'll break these down on that one. <sighs> I don't. I know there's a lot of people going after Russell Westbrook on that, but this is me personally. I don't care. I, you kind of know when you're in the sports world, you kind of you get trolled. Okay, it just it happens. Yeah. You kind of know what it is, and you sign up for it. 
But there comes a time when I don't really mind what Russell Westbrook did because he wasn't outside. He was kind of he didn't know somebody was filming it. Obviously, you got to expect that at all times. But it's not like he did it on the court, dude. This guy followed him in and under the like the fans didn't see it, and he was wearing him out, and he told him to kiss his ass, basically. Well, do you have a problem with what he did? I don't. Two reasons. One is obviously I live in a house with a Russell Westbrook stand. Right. Okay. Um, my son is. My son has a hard time cheering against Westbrook when he plays the Thunder. Oh. Okay. So he's hard hardcore. Is that his favorite player? Um. No. Shea Gildas Alexander is his favorite player. But Westbrook's his favorite all time player, probably. Gotcha. Um, you know Russell stayed when Durant left. Westbrook stayed, and. To Carson, that was a big deal, and I get it. And look, do I think Russell Westbrook overreacted? I do. Do I also understand it? I kind of do. Do we know what the guy said, though? He was, well, he was using words, and then he was doing the West Brick thing, which Russell. What kind of words was he using? Bad ones. Racial words? No, no, I don't. My understanding is it wasn't racial. It was just, it was, it was starting to get personal. Oh. Yeah, there's a line. There's a line you can cross, but it's it's kind of like what we always say: you fuck around, and you find out too. Well, and what what there's a backstory to it. I didn't know this. Carson told me about it. That Russell Westbrook's son Noah, who is probably elementary school age, I'm guessing, yeah, is very proud of his last name, which is Westbrook. Right. Obviously, makes sense. You know, Russell's married to his college sweetheart. They have three kids. I know all this stuff. I should. I know more than I should hey, about dude, Russell I mean, Westbrook. He has a son and, and twin daughters. Yeah, is a Wikipedia pull up over there? <laughs> no, I just know too much about him. Um, his wife's name is Nina. <laughs> um, no, uh, Russell's. I think. I, I think Russell Westbrook's a pretty good dude. He he he's a guy that has that chip on his shoulder that I think he's afraid that if he takes that chip off his shoulder, he won't be the same player. Gotcha. It's what motivates hard, man. It's what motivated him throughout his career. Right? He was a guy that. Really wasn't heavily recruited. Uh, a guy left UCLA to go pro. They had one spot left. An assistant coach was like, hey, let's take him. Ben Howland, who was the former Mississippi State coach, was the mm-hmm. coach at, at UCLA at the time. They gave him the last spot on the team. He was a defensive guy. Um, he got drafted. The Thunder took him third overall, and it was heavily criticized. Like, it's such a stupid pick. Dumb pick. He comes to the league, and... It's they're going to trade him because he can't play with Durant and he can't do this and he can't do that and then he, he he. People forget in that 2016 Western Conference Finals, for the first five games of that series, the best player in that series, a series that featured Kevin Durant and Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green and all those guys, Russell Westbrook was the best player on the floor for five games. Yeah. Um, and then Durant leaves, Westbrook stays, wins an MVP, all that stuff. You know, he gets. Right. He gets blamed in, in, in Houston. He gets blamed with the Lakers. He's actually had a hell of a series against the Clippers. But the West Brick thing bugs him because it bothers his son. And so did he overreact? Yeah. Do I get it? I do. Because when people do things that piss off your family, it changes. It gets personal. Yeah, the hardest <clears> – the only time I've – I don't care. I don't know. I never cared when somebody from the stands yelled at me. The, the, I think I've said this on the show before. The hardest part is your family sitting there, and and people are not respect. 
like, dude, if I'm on the other side, but like the family section is down there and you always have some jackass that's yelling stuff and it upsets your kids or your wife or things like that. Sure. That's where I get pissed off. I don't care what they say to me. It's more like when my kids hear it or my wife hears it and, or gets heard it. And that's, that's when I would, you know, I didn't say anything to them cause I never had opportunity, but <clears throat> that's what would piss me off. But there, there's always a barrier, right? So it's like, it's either your barrier is social media, you're a keyboard warrior, okay? Or your barrier is a security guard or you're in the stands or whatever. But when you can get up close and personal to somebody, they'll change your fucking attitude real quick. Yeah, because, you know, you look on a – Because well, I'm not there you, to play. You, if, I, if I go that far, if I went that far, I'm not there to have a nice conversation. Excuse me, sir, I'm, I, you, you owe me an apology. We're not having that conversation. Well, and here's the thing. You know, I've already made my mind up what's about to happen. You look on TV and Russell Westbrook's running around with a bunch of six-foot-10 guys that look like Greek gods, right? I mean, he's running up and down the floor with, you know, LeBron James. Yeah. And Kawhi Leonard and, and Giannis Antetokounmpo, people who, if I could have that body for one day, I would just walk around naked. And then in reality, when you see Russell Westbrook among mortals, you're right. You're, oh, oh, he's pretty big dude. Excuse me, Mr. Westbrook. I certainly did not mean to offend you because Russell Westbrook, six foot three and, and he's big, pretty well put together. All right. I mean, you know, he's not he's not just your casual dude walking the aisles <laughs> no. at, at, at Walmart looking for paper towels. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, he's a different dude. That's always used to say about uh, when you watched Allen Iverson play, you know, play basketball, he looked like he was the smallest guy out there. And then if you ever watched his – he was a phenomenal football player. But you watch his football highlight, he looks like he's seven foot tall playing yeah. football, you know. Yeah. All right, but the two other things that I want to talk – that did happen between now and Thursday. One was, I guess, happened Thursday night. But <clears throat> was, you know, Draymond Green gets suspended – for stepping on the chest of, I guess, a Sabonis or whoever it was, he stepped so on before that, right? This was earlier in the week, right? I don't think it was Thursday. Okay, because he I, missed. I don't know. He, he was we suspended from it. Game Three. He played. Yeah. He played yesterday in Game Four. Right. He was suspended three. Yeah. Whenever it happened, but people are killing him, dude. Don't twist his ankle, and you don't have to freaking get stepped on. I don't have a problem. He's getting his ass knocked out because by meeting everybody else because of who he is and the stuff he his he does have a funny past on some things like that. But, dude, the guy was, like, holding his ankle, let go of his foot, and you don't have to worry about it. I don't think he did. He said, I'm stepping on your chest. Boom. The guy had a hold of his ankle. Let him go. Well. There was malice on the guy on the floor's intent on the floor. He didn't hold with two hands. You don't you don't hold somebody's ankle and foot and try to twist it because, well, oh, I'm just happened to be laying here. Well, earlier in the series, he had laid on top of Sabonis and wouldn't let him up. I got that. I got you. But, like, at that particular instant, he got stepped yeah, on because the, of that. But it wasn't a step. It was a stomp. Yeah. You can't stomp someone's chest. Don't grab my ankle. And and then, look, there's a cumulative deal there with but, Green. Gotcha. And then the commissioner was in the building. <laughs> gotcha. And he does the deal with the fans. And Adam Silver was like, that's it. I've had, yeah, I, I've had, I, I've had enough. I got you. But like that was a message of look, you guys might go further in this deal. Maybe you don't, but if you do, this can't be all about you. <laughs> Alan said he trampolined off of his chest. <laughs> like I get it, but it's like it's like the old he's saying. The same guy though that has kicked guys in the growing. I mean, he's no, I get it. He's, he's done things completely out of control. He's out. Of, I get that, but at that particular time, I didn't see anything wrong with it. Um, I know, I knew you were gonna like that one. And then the one that now the people turned around the next day because this was the Philly series when the dude dunks on 
Joel Embiid, and Joel Embiid gets a technical for kicking the guy in the nuts. And there was a lot of people that had a problem with that. Well, I'll tell you this. When he when he dunked on him or whatever and he was on the ground, he walked over him and tried that taunting thing where he walks over. Uh-uh. If it was the second he did that, it do, it's all bets are off. Everybody's like, well, he kicked him in the nuts. It doesn't matter. Like, if I'm going to fight somebody, I'm just going to let you know right now, I'm going to fight somebody. Mm-hmm. If this guy's going to kick my ass and he's a big dude, I'm not going to go, okay, let's square up. And I mean, if I got to kick you in the nuts, I got to bite your face off. It doesn't matter. I'm going to win the fight. I'm not going to sit there and just let's square up and, and, and duke it out, big man. I mean, he got kicked in the nuts because he walked over him. Don't walk over him and we don't have a problem. I mean, I'd kick his ass in the nuts too. Wouldn't you? Look, I'm not fighting an NBA player ever. <laughs> um, if I looked like Joel Embiid, or if I was, well, he was on the ground. A guy like you know how they like walk over him, like yeah. to taunt him. And so he just he raised his foot up and he just I don't happened like, to make contact with his nuts. I, I don't like taunting. That's what it was. So, so you taunted and you got kicked, and you know what it is. It, don't do that. You don't have a problem. I get where the league is going though. With I'm not defending the league, but I do understand where they're like. We don't want this to spiral into brawls. Correct. And so they're trying to do anything they can just to maintain order in an emotional setting where these are phenomenal athletes. These are big people. They are phenomenal athletes. And these are these are large men. Yeah. Right. I mean these these are these are these are big people. Big dudes. Like Clay Thompson is six six and he looks like, hey, there's the skinny little guy running around. Like, no, no, no. Clay's like a big dude. Yeah. I mean, big. you know, and you don't realize until you see him in person how big Joel Embiid is, how big uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo is, Nikola Jokic, LeBron. You ever seen LeBron? In per- LeBron is no, a big human being. Anthony yeah. Davis is a big person. I've seen him in person. Um, you know, just just the list. Stephen Adams with the, I mean, Stephen Adams looks like Andre the freaking giant. You know what I mean? I mean, those are just big people. Yeah, Lay and so you you are trying to sort of control a very volatile mix but you know how we've gotten like i don't know i just feel like we've gotten soft which i know we have i don't know like we've gotten we've been there but like i miss the days of like the pistons man bill Lambeer and the bulls and and that like nobody like that wasn't a big deal now it's like oh you know well guy tries to break my ankle so i step on his chest and and stomped on his chest okay i if he if he did the big People's but, elbow on his chest. But it here's is, the thing. It's, it's here's deserved. the thing. Like you watch, you go back and you watch the 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 Pistons, the bad boys. Yeah. And Slam Beer and Dennis Rodman and John Sally and and those guys, and they had a reputation, and they were trying to hold off the Bulls for as long as they could hold right. off the Bulls, right? And and the way that they did it was frankly <laughs> clotheslining, tackling, them, right? And <laughs> I don't. That was fun though, man. Look, it was great. It was, wasn't it? But you go back and you watch it, and I've watched out. They'll show those games, and I'm like dialed in, you know. Yeah. Flagrant one. Yeah, I mean the whole game, like 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 where they basically body slam Larry Bird. He, he gets up going, "No, that's it. I'm I'm done. I'm going to kill you now." You know. Yeah. And I mean Larry Bird goes after Kareem. Yeah. I mean God, those those awesome. Like Kevin McHale takes out Kurt Rambis. And I just think if you did that in today's game and it resulted in an injury, I think you would be in trouble. <laughs> and so you're right. I mean, and so you the, are everything you're saying is 100 percent. And so it just bothers the shit. Out of things me. change. They do. They do. All right. Speak. It's like when people do the Jordan thing. Like how good 
would Michael Jordan have been in today's game? Now, now make, let me make this clear. I believe oh, that if you put LeBron back there, he would have been just as tough as everybody else. He would have done all the stuff that he had to do, and he would have figured it out. Because I think greatness, and I think you agree with this. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Greatness Here's transcends generations. Okay? Babe Ruth would be great today. In the same way that Shohei Otani would have been great back then. I don't know if he'd been seeing very many 70-mile-an-hour flat fastballs. No, but he, but he would have adjusted. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because he's greatness. He was the best. But my point is, can you imagine? Would he have canceled after he had a fun night out in Yankee Stadium? Would he have canceled a day game the next day? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> he would have had a couple of, hey, Skip, I can't go. I am still drunk. Um, nothing. I mean, I lost my voice. I meant. Um, I couldn't hear you. What did you say? <laughs> I lost my voice. Six minutes before it was time to go on. Um, come on. But I think I think Jordan. Can you imagine Jordan if if he did not have to worry about someone decapitating him coming across oh, yeah. the coming across the lane? I mean, he. They couldn't play zone back then either. It would have changed a lot of things. Would have changed <clears throat> a lot of things, but it just would. He played in an era when, especially early in his career, and you go back and you watch. You watch those Bulls games before they won the title when they were getting close, but they couldn't quite get over the Pistons. Some of the stuff the Pistons did was, <laughs> it was criminal. It really is. I mean, I like watching it every once in a while. They'll come on like a ESPN classic or something or whatever they call it now. But uh, like just anytime the 88, 89 Pistons are on TV, I'm like, I'm like, hey, Brock, my 15 year old, this is yeah. what this is what it used to be right here. It was that one game. <laughs> this is how basketball is supposed to be played. They, they beat them in, in Detroit. The Pistons beat the Bulls, and I mean, Scottie Pippen looks like as he's walking off the court, he looks like I am going into the locker room, I'm going to find my machete, and I'm going over there, and all hell's, oh, yeah. all hell's breaking loose. They couldn't like, have been great friends in the off season. Like that was it. No, no, no. I couldn't, I couldn't no. imagine. All right, speaking of change, shift gears a little bit. All right, the clock rules in football have changed. We yes. talked about this a little bit. A little bit. Less sure week. enough, all three are. We talked about it. Uh, couple months ago, but they had four things, and the three that we said we're going to pass past. Right. And so, basically, we're going to an NFL model with a clock. The only thing that's different is the clock will stop after a first down on uh, the last two minutes of the half. All right? The timeout stuff doesn't matter, but that's the biggest one. Uh, interesting thing here is Steve Shaw, who I know uh, – Steve Shaw, <laughs> I'm getting old. He used to be an official. Now he's, like, running everything. Great guy. Um, he said that according to their um, – what they figure, that it's going to cut the game down by seven plays on average. Um, I, I, I think that's low. I do too. That feels like a really conservative estimate on his part. I think it'll be a lot more than that. I think you're going to see it with tempo teams that like to go really fast. It's going to cost them more than seven plays. I guess I think a normal team, it won't. But here's what I mean by that. Is you, when you watch a tempo team, they get a first down, they're literally waiting on the – got to spot the ball before they snap it. Well, the clock's going to be running the whole time. So that's going to cost about 10 seconds per, like a tempo team. You're talking about probably 10 seconds, if I had to guess, 7 to 10 seconds. And if you start adding up, you're getting – being now these tempo teams are getting 35 first downs a game. Well, now you're, you know, 350 seconds. That's six minutes. That's half a game. What I like about half it – Half a quarter, excuse me. What I like about the idea, other than <clears throat> obviously speeding up the game, and people get – 
controversy, and I understand. I wrote about this in Ten Thoughts this morning. Um, on one hand, fans say, "So we spend all year looking forward to the twelve guaranteed Saturdays that you have, right? Maybe right. maybe you'll play thirteen, maybe you'll play fifteen, sixteen, but you're guaranteed twelve, right? And now we're going to try to rush them through. We're going to speed them up. So you're, you're you're telling me that we're get. I should be excited for less football, and I get that. I get it. I get the argument. But here's where I think it's different. I think you should be excited because you're going to get better football. Like, I think you're going to get <clears throat> coaches are going to value possessions even more because you're going to have fewer possessions. Turnovers are going to be even more pivotal. Correct. Uh, than they were before. Because if you tell a coach, hey, look, you're counting on what twelve possessions, and you might depends. Only, you, might, you, might, you might only get eleven. Yeah. So are you counting on ten, and you might only get eight? Might get nine. Like NFL, NFL, NFL teams get about what nine to ten, eight to nine, yeah. eight to nine possessions a game. If you get a couple of bad possessions in a row, that's that, you can go night night fast. Now the and last so, two that, minutes is a big deal for possessions, right? It is, and because you know in the NFL there now there's no. There's no two-minute warning in college right. either, right? right? But in the NFL, that last two minutes, like basically if you get a first down. It's over. If you At, at the two-minute mark, it's over, right? Mm -hmm. It's what it is anyway. But I was kind of hoping they did a – if they were going to change it, I wish they'd go ahead and change it to the – that would change the game now strategy-wise if they did the last two minutes. That would be a, a, a nightmare to end the game scenarios and all that stuff for, for practice uh, purposes and, and getting ready for them. But – it's going to make it just like an NFL game. NFL games get done in three hours. I will tell you this. I will say this. I think it'll cut it to about three hours and 15 minutes, mm -hmm. not three hours. Because people are joking if y'all don't think this last two-minute thing is going to oh, slow it down. Oh, it's going to slow it down. All right. Uh, also, you cannot have – this will actually speed up, I think, just as much as you can't do uh, more than one – you can't do consecutive timeouts anymore. Complete. So the icing – I'm glad. Which is going to be a whole other thing, right? So now the new move is, is you're going to be you're going to run over there, get ready to call your timeout, and you're going to fake them and never call a timeout, because once you call a timeout, you're not icing the guy. He's got all day. He knows you're not calling the now, next time. Now he can get himself mentally you eliminate it because he's a, they can't stop it now. I'm I'm going to kick it this time. If you ask kickers, the problem is not letting them think about it. The problem is not knowing when they're going to stop it. Right. So if you that's why you see a lot of guys leave a timeout on the clock and act like they're going to do it. So that's going to help, uh, but less possessions. If you look at like the numbers, like points per play, and you said seven was the number, I think that's low. But I would say the average team around average is probably half a point of play is usually average. I think uh, I looked at it the other day. I think Ohio State led the country in like 0.65 points per play. Um, I think I know we got a lot of Ole Miss fans listening. I think Ole Miss was in the 50s at points per play. They were at like uh, 0.39 or something per play. So you're looking at three and a half, four points if you said seven. Again, what I'm saying, though, is like what you're saying, these possessions are going to get a little bit more serious. And you can do some things. Somebody asked, well, should this increase upsets? Alan asked, this should increase upsets. No. And I was like, I don't I, – it's going to shorten the game. And if you are a team that can run the football, you can really run some clock because you're running an extra every first – you're getting three or four first downs, you're running another minute off the clock. I mean, there's things you can do to manipulate the clock. Uh, from playing keep away from a team, so I, I think it's going to be interesting. I think I think teams are going to have to be very conscious in being uh, smart in their play calls, not just running to the line and calling some inside zone every time. We're driven by the search for better, 
But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <clears throat> Sorry, I was got distracted by something. Oh, oh, I thought you were like looking something. No, no, no. My my daughter sent me something. Um, a friend was in an automobile accident, but they're okay. Am so I good? Yeah, everybody's good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I I'm with you. I I think I think that's good. The game's going to be the possessions are a little more precious. Yep. Snaps are a little more precious. And look, I get it if you're in the stadium and it's your team and you're locked in. You don't care how long it takes. But that's not who TV's after. And you can't on one hand go, hey, isn't it great that we're getting all this TV money? And on the other hand go, screw TV. Let it work. TV's paying the bills. That's what's allowing you to do a lot of the things that you do. The same people that complain about that, I'd like to say, how do you feel? Because this, how many times have you heard this? How do you feel when you get ready to watch your team at 6.30 on Saturday night on TV and you're getting ready to watch them and then you get that little notification that says, hey, your game's on ESPN the app. Uh-huh. Well, the reason it's on ESPN the app and not playing, and you may not have that, especially older older group. Sorry, guys. you know, But if you're an older group and you don't know how to do all the streaming – and all of a sudden you get get that notification, hey, this is currently airing on ESPN app. Now you're pissed off because you're going to miss the start of your big game yeah. because you, because a game that's 52 to 10 is four hours and 40 minutes long. Yeah, and, and seriously, when a game hits the four-hour mark. <clears throat> it's ridiculous, dude. It's, unless we're like in overtimes, it's too damn long. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's too long. It's never a good game. You ever notice that too? The long games are never the – like a – Compelling game. It's always I mean, with rare exception. Yeah, yes. It's always a blowout. I mean, I mean, come on. It's not like you're prolonging a great game. It's always a blowout or something that's in indecided. All right. Along with that, this came out. I guess this morning. This is very interesting to me. The SEC's meeting and and the uh, SEC meetings in Destin in the spring, and uh, and it's funny who's heading this up. We got Georgia's AD, Alabama's AD, and Kentucky's AD. So Barnhart, uh, Greg Byrne, and uh, What's my guy George's name? Um, oh, uh, anyway, I'll think. But they're meeting and proposing instead of fining teams when your team storms the field, they got two proposals. One of them is going to get shot down quickly. 
Okay. Uh, the first one they think is going to pass, and that's if your team storms the field, you lose the next home game. So let's say Ole Miss is playing Alabama and vault Hemingway. Okay. They beat Alabama. They storm the field. Well, guess what? You get to go play Alabama and Tuscaloosa three straight years. <laughs> I'll be shocked if that passes, but I will tell you this. They think it is. If it does, that will put an end to it. Here's my complaint. All right. One, that's the fun police. All right. I But I understand the safety side of it. You know, there was a moment last year, and I think it was Tennessee. Who were they playing? But the kid. Tennessee, Alabama. The kid punched a girl. Punched her. It's Tennessee, Alabama. And I don't know what she said or didn't say. I don't know whether she provoked it or not. But if you're the SEC, if I'm in the room, right, on Monday morning, we get together and we're, hey, let's review our week. <clears throat> Henry's, you know that could be really bad. It could that be. Could, that could, something like that could go really wrong. These are big people. We talked about this. These are big people. They're strong people, and they are full of adrenaline, and they're young. And they're and, pissed at that and moment. And something emotional just happened. They're not exactly thinking clearly. This is not Tuesday afternoon as they walk to class, okay? This is not Wednesday evening when they're out at walk-ons, right? Yep. This is Saturday. They just played a football game. And both sides are emotional fans, too. They're not like that on Wednesday either. Right. And there's a lot of adrenaline. Yeah. And coming in from the stadium, there's a lot of alcohol. Allegedly. And so it's just a combustible mix. And I get it. It's, it is fun to watch those scenes, right? We see the pictures of Tennessee when they beat Alabama last year, the overhead with the, with the, the fireworks going off and the fans. And I get it. It's part of college football, and we love it and blah, blah, blah. But it is a dangerous thing. And if something bad were to happen, and this is where if you're the guardians of the sport, you know, something goes really bad on that field, trampling. Anything. Yeah. Where we look up at 30 minutes later and we've got a dead body, we got a problem. Yeah. No, there's been, there's so definitely we, dangerous. And so you, 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 I get wanting to go, we got it. We simply have to stop it. And let me say this too. And for fans that don't know, the secu- I think some of this could be fixed by who we have at the, at the keeping you from coming on the field too. Because we hire, all these schools, every school you go to, this isn't an Ole Miss problem. This is an NCAA problem everywhere I've ever been. The security, quote-unquote security, might as well have been my, my – I mean, sometimes there's a 85-year-old woman wearing a security vest that's supposed to be running security. She ain't stopping nobody. Now, go put – This go, is why I don't think it's going to pass, by right, the way, right go, here. When you got all those people that, that don't do this for a living, they're just trying to – they're just working a job that they have, with, and, and you're trying to keep them from coming on the field – like that's not going to stop them. Now you go put, you go put uh, your local P- PD down there, and you pay a little extra money to have your police department down there and arrest everybody's ass that goes on the field. Okay, tase their ass, let them know. I mean, okay, that'll slow them down. But you can't, you can't have somebody's grandmother trying to stop you from jumping on the. They're not going to slow down. They're not because they're not going to respect you because you're not a police officer. And so I, it's, that's part of the problem too. Now is the actual security they have on the field. And you have, like, I remember uh, 
I was on the staff at Alabama when Ole Miss stormed the field. <laughs> and I remember I came out of the box, so I didn't have a problem because everybody was already on the field. I mean, it was like a ghost town walking through the con- concourse. There was nobody there. But uh, I remember Jesse Peoples was telling me he is uh, he was Coach Saban's uh, trooper. <laughs> he was like, yeah, dude. He goes, because we were running him out. He said some kid just would, ran at him, I think was yelling at Nick, and ran right at him. And he just freaking, <laughs> just plowed right through him, never checked up. He goes, some old poor kid moments is going to be hurting this morning. <laughs> he goes, I just because Jesse's a big old dude. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, they smoke right through him. But, yeah, there's some safety concerns. But also, like, are we going too far? And then the second part is is a forfeiture. That's the other thing. Or that yeah, I, that I don't think is going to don't, I don't on. think either are happening. But if you're right, you're right. I just – But it was Kentucky basketball, Alabama, and Georgia football. Mm-hmm. Well, why? Because their fans are never running on the field. That's why they're proposing it. Right. Alabama fans aren't running on the field. They expect to win. Georgia fans aren't running on the field. They expect to win. Kentucky basketball is not running on the field. They, well, expect, and, to court. And, they expect to win. Yeah, you know. And they're out. the victims of it. And they're the victims of it. Almost every time. And it's scary. Yeah. But they are the victims and of I it every get time. It. I get it. So. All right. Um, and it's not something you discuss before the game because you're not, hey, listen, guys. <clears throat> I want to remind you that if we lose. <laughs> no. You know. You don't want to And they charge the field. Be gentlemen. Yeah, you're not even going to bring it up. You're not bringing it up because you don't discuss if we lose. Yeah, that's not even enough. And so then it happens. Vernacular. And it's emotional and blah, blah, blah. You the rest. It's, it's a very combustible thing. Yep. All right. Uh, last thing, college, we'll get to some NFL. Um, thought this was kind of interesting. So Colorado wide receiver, Montana, Limononis Craig. I know this kid somewhere. I was trying to look at him today. I think I've evaluated this kid in the past. But anyway, he was a wide receiver at Colorado. And he went off, had like 104 catches, 120-something yards, and a couple scores. Mm-hmm. Then decided to go in the portal the next day. And it, it really pissed, like, uh, Shador Sanders, like, got on Instagram Live and called it crooked and all this stuff. And Didn't several Colorado players get in the portal? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Post-spring game. Post-spring game. So they lost, actually lost a commitment of a kid that went out there for a visit. Um, but uh, you're talking about a whole new age of new set of spring practice problems. Now, what are, you, what are we going to do now? I mean, are we just going to do it? I mean, we already hate spring practice, so now you can't even have your, your other kids even perform well in a spring game because it's going to be on national TV. Everybody's going to see it. Now their value is going to go up. We're going to start parking spring game guys too. I mean, I've long, I've long told, I've long told you <laughs> what that are we doing? I've long told you that I believe spring practices and spring games yeah. are going to go the way of the dinosaur. This is just another reason that I think where we're headed is towards a series of mini camps. Yeah, that's being discussed. Um, I, I think a mini camp in a small mini camp in April, a bigger mini camp in June. And then maybe extending spring, expend, extending fall camp. Yeah, that's, no. where, that's where I think we're headed. Yeah, no, it's being discussed for sure. But like, that's just hilarious to me that the <laughs> he just basically went on national TV, went off and said, you know what, he'll get in the portal. And it pissed a lot, took a lot of people by surprise, pissed a lot of people off. Yeah, but now I will say this, and in, in Colorado's case, you know, he's in the world now where people are going to start poaching his players. Let me answer Daniel's question. <clears throat> it's a good question, Daniel. He says, why are players entering the transfer portal after spring games? Here's why. Because 
people are seeing them in spring games. And during spring practice, what is happening is the tampering portal is, is uh, ramped up. And when the spring game is over and they don't have any more practices, now you can make the formal offer. Enter the portal, take your money, go to your new place. That's the deal. You have the, you have the season, which overlaps with the tampering portal. Then you have the tampering portal, which overlaps with the transfer portal. It overlaps everything. <laughs> and then the tampering portal. Actually, the tampering portal is a 365-day-a-year yeah. thing. It, he, he entered the portal in all likelihood because he has a deal cut. Now, he might go look at two or three other schools. He might listen for a little while, but the odds are overwhelming that he has a promise. And he... And he showed it, man. He went out and did his thing. I mean, good for the kid, I guess. But we're, that's that's where we are. And so, if I'm a coach, no, I I, I don't want to play anybody in the spring game. Oh no! If I'm a coach, I want to turn the spring game into hey, what's that name of that game that the Sigma News have? Charity Bowl. <laughs> you know what might be a good idea? Let's let the Sigma News play the Sigma guys in the Charity Bowl, and. Half, guys half, coach the teams. half of the coaching staff will coach the Sigma News. Half will coach the Sigma Kai's. It's just I don't know, man. I and and the players, the, the the players can take a day off. Well, the portal closes Sunday, so Sunday's the last day of the portal. This coming Sunday, um, and and then you have like a fifteen day window to decide what where you're going. Is that how that works? No, it's open now. So okay. the last year, last year. The rule was May first to May fifteenth. This year, it's April fifteenth to April thirtieth. Okay, it moved back two weeks. That's right, and it's right. completely thrown me off the whole yeah, time. Yeah, it's open right now, and so a lot of uh, a lot of schools finished up their spring. Most everybody finished up either last week or this week. They're having player meetings, deciding, and so you'll see a ton of kids go in the portal this week. This will probably be the biggest week of the portal entering, and whoever is in the portal come Sunday. When Sunday's here, if you go in the portal after that, you're ineligible for next season. Right. Okay. So to be eligible, you have to be in the portal on the uh, on Sunday, and so you got to be. Uh, um, that will be. So it's an interesting week this week. The big defensive lineman from Georgia that got in. He's, uh, he's Bear going Alexander. To, he's going to USC. Is he? That's I haven't seen that. That's what I thought I saw. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen anything. Not that he didn't do it. I just don't know. Yeah. Um. But uh, that will be probably the. Uh, it's just a, it's a wild deal, man. If you're worried about your uh, air conditioner going into the transfer portal, maybe it is acting like it needs to be tampered with, get in touch with our friends at Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. And it was cool out this weekend. I was wearing a jacket and a parka and stuff in Memphis on Sunday morning. But the, the, the heat's coming. You want to make sure your AC is ready to go. So get in touch with uh, Comer or Southern. Different names, same people, same products, same services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer. 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern. 662-429-4429. All right. Let's finish up with some NFL stuff. All right. All right. So uh, this happened over the weekend, I guess, for Friday. NFL betting suspensions. Um, Jamison Williams and Stanley Berryhill, two wide receivers from the Lions, got suspended six games. We'll go over that in a second. Uh, Kentez Cephas and our my good buddy uh, C.J. Moore um, out for the year, full year, uh, and then they were cut after that. 
And then uh, Shaka Tony from the Commanders was also part of that. And then uh, things that wasn't discussed in that, several Lions staff members were also dismissed from this. Uh, don't think any coaches, more staff, whether I don't know what staff. So all these people were wrapped up in a gambling thing? All right, so here, here's what has happened. And, and so as these apps and all these states, it's legal to bet, right? So the NFL kind of lacks their, their betting rules, right? So you cannot bet on NFL games ever. Right. But you can bet on other things. Okay. You could bet on NBA, college, whatever you wanted to mm -hmm. on your app. Now, here's where I got a problem. So, Jamison Williams and Stanley Berryhill were suspended six games, not because they bet illegally, because of where they bet. They were inside the team facility when they made the bet because they have geolocation, you know, geolocation on their uh -huh. phones. If they had made the same bet in the car at the red light, right? Nothing would have, this wouldn't be an issue right now. They'd been sitting at the local steakhouse. They'd be fine. They'd be fine. Nobody would ever know about it. Okay. But the fact that they were inside the facility, could have been in the locker room getting dressed or whatever it was, that made that illegal. Okay. Which I think is dumb, in my opinion. I do too. If you're going to do, if you're going to allow it, why does the hell does it matter? And it's legal in your state. Why does it matter what building you're in? What'd they bet on? Uh, it didn't say, but it was not the NFL. Okay. That's all you do know is it wasn't the NFL. It could have been college football. It could have been whatever, ping pong. It doesn't matter. MMA. Yeah, whatever. Right. And they bet on it inside the uh, facility. Okay. Now, C.J. Moore, Kenta Cephas, uh, Shaka Tony, the guys that got a full-year suspension, got the same thing as uh, Calvin Ridley got, which is a full-year um, suspension, and that's for football, NFL stuff. That's just stupid. That's stupid, allegedly. You know you can't bet on the NFL. You know you, you you play in the NFL. You can't bet on it. You cannot do it. You got you, you. When someone goes, "Hey, do you have a fantasy team?" God, no. Yeah, you can't, man. You it's, just can't do it. It's a conflict of interest, and you can't do it. And if you're the NFL, you have to come down hard on that. So I like to go to Vegas, right? And so I remember when I was working. You know, it's so it's highly against college rules too. You can't bet on anything in college, like the rules in college are. If you bet on anything, any sport that has a college equal sport. So, like, you couldn't bet on Major League Baseball because they have college baseball. If it's an NCAA-sponsored sport, you can't bet on it. So you could go play blackjack or you could go do craps or whatever, play poker, but you can't go bet on games. And so when we went to Vegas, I was out there with some buddies, and this is what I was working. They were like, hey, let's go down here and bet at some baseball games. Nope, not your boy. I wouldn't mess with it. You could you could mess on with golf or MMA or something. That's about no, it, right? You couldn't do you couldn't you could do boxing or MMA, but yeah. you couldn't do golf because there's college golf. Oh, okay. Anything that had a that was the rule, and they had this gotcha. whole thing: don't bet on it. And you didn't mess with it, and and that's like you just don't. It's stupid. It's kind of like when you it's like drinking, right? But that was hard for you because you love to bet the WNBA. Oh, I mean, you uh, right? I mean, you're always like, hey, I got the Mercury minus four. Against the storm, what do you think? And I'm like, dude, I I have no idea. And you you you're like, look, Mercury is they're on seven, fire. Seven and one in their last ten games when forty three percent from three point range. I mean, yeah, what are we doing? Unbelievable. Uh, but the thing was, CJ. So CJ Moore was he actually was the um, um, really good character kid here. I know the kid. Yeah, he played for. He was on our team when I first got here. Um, Chucky Mullins, jersey wearer. The whole deal. And um, he just signed in March, signed a two-year, I think it was right around $3.something million, $3 million guaranteed. He did get a $1.4 million signing bonus that he does not have to give back. Okay. But 
Um, he gets cut after that, and it's going to be hard for him to come back. It's going to be hard. Yeah, it's expensive. Because it's one thing when Calvin Ridley gets cut. Sure. Or gets suspended. This is a different deal. It's going to be um, – that may be curtains. It's going to be hard for him to come back from that one. So, because he – you know, with his role of big special teams back – you know, mm-hmm. he played, but he was a big special teams guy. And, but he's a great kid, man. He just got mixed up with the wrong stuff, man. And it just – it's sad, really. Especially with him, because I know the kid. It's just a sad deal. Um, but – the hard part where you're seeing a lot of people complain about this is the NFL's got all these partnerships now with DraftKings and with all this these betting tools, but they're very specific on what they tell you to do to do and not do, and so the rules are broken. I it's guess. the Major League Baseball thing. If you're ever in a Major League Baseball clubhouse, you can't miss the sign in yeah. the clubhouse. It's there. You it's big sign. big letters. You can't bet on baseball at all. Yeah. You can't bet on your team, against your team, on another team. You cannot bet on baseball. And if you get caught bet, betting on baseball, you will be suspended for a long time. Grind brings up a point. I was actually going to talk about Grind. Thank you. Grind said you should be able to bet on NFL games you aren't participating in. And I get what you're saying, Grind, but here's the problem is these – Start messing with the integrity of the game. You start messing with the integrity of the game because these guys are tied together. They okay. know each other. They, they know each inside other. Information. Inside information. And when I say inside information, like example, when I was coaching in college, I knew several things going on that week with injury reports, mm-hmm. matchups, sure. whatever it was that like, hey, uh, it's like I will, one I will never forget for whatever reason is I remember like in 2014, I think, 2014, we were going to play Texas A&M, Johnny Manziel, Mike Evans, and those guys. I knew – before we went in there, that the score of the game was going to be 40-something to 40-something, if not more. Like, you know, because we ain't got nobody that can stop Mike Evans. Anytime they get tired, they're just going to throw it to him. Um, we have nobody that can cover him at all because we had some injuries. I said, and and we're going to run through them like shit through a tin horn because they can't stop us. Like, it's literally going to be who has the ball last. Literally, the only reason we won that game, I think we ended up winning by 7 or 14, was because we deferred to kick off and got an extra possession. And then they stopped us once, and then I think uh, Vinny Sinceri – uh, picked uh, Johnny Manziel off and ran him for a pick six, six which kind of flipped the possessions. But, like, you know things, matchups, you know injuries. Like, I knew when we played Oklahoma we were in trouble in the bowl game because ha-ha Clinton Dix had a torn meniscus and nobody knew. You know, things like that, you yeah. know that you can't. Well, and that's so the players that, talk. That's the inside information that Vegas That's what they get. get. Yeah. They try to get it, too. Because they're, to, they're trying to get basically moles in every program. Yeah. Speaking of Vegas, this is lead up on our next topic. I didn't have this down. Uh, Will Levis, odds to be the number two pick changed overnight to like minus one something. I saw that. And usually that means something. They're not, they got it from somewhere. I mean, I'll never forget in the NBA, it was last year when the odds on the number one pick, who Orlando would take overnight, the night before the draft. <laughs> Went from went from Paolo Boncaro being like plus four twenty to minus one sixty. I was like, whoa! <laughs> somebody in Orlando told somebody in Vegas something. Yeah, and what they told them turned out to be the truth. That hey, they're taking Boncaro. So watch Vegas over the next three days. Yeah, because if you want to know, they'll tell you. That's the best clue. <laughs> yeah, they'll tell you. Um. So Levis going second because here's the thing, and this is going to lead into your topic. Yeah. 
I don't know what you think of this. The, All right, I, go ahead. The, the test. What is the test called? It's the cognitive, cognitive test. C.J. Stroud apparently did poorly. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's the better word. Allegedly did poorly. Levis allegedly did well. And these teams are – Bryce Young's going number one. Yep, his Purdue. odds his odds have gone from like uh, plus something to minus 2,000. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not exactly a secret anymore that the Panthers have, the Panthers have made their decision. And they're going to take Bryce Young. And so – now everyone's watching the second spot. And this is where, and you and I talked about this. You yeah. knew this would come. They've had all this information. And they're overwhelmed. They have become the guy at the restaurant that can't decide which dish he wants. And now it's, it's, it's so much thinking that he's liable to order something completely different than what he's been thinking about for the last 30 minutes. You know, I don't, do I want the pork? Do I want the steak? Son of a bitch. Just, I'll take the pasta dish. It, it, that's where we are a little bit. And Stroud, for the longest time, was going to be the next quarterback. And then this piece of information comes out, and they go, oh, shit, can he process anything? Is that why he did this? And they go back, and they watch his film. And the Richardson thing, and this is the football part that I think is wise. <clears throat> Richardson did the under the underwater the underwear Olympics and looked like eighty gazillion dollars. Like holy shit, that's LeBron James out there on the football field. Dude. I mean, God, he looks great. Probably the most impressive person, but even more impressive than Cam Newton. Yeah, well, he looks. Yeah, Cam wishes he could look like that. But I'm talking about a big athletic yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, and and he can run. That like, can run. Like he can really run, and yeah. he can sling it. And they're like, oh my god. You know, if we could channel that, we, we'll win all the Super Bowls. And then someone says, yeah, but watch some of that film. And then with Levis, they've got that film from a whole year where he was really damn good. And he did well on the cognitive thing. And he looks, if Richardson weren't in this draft, people would be raving about Will Levis yeah. physically. Do you know he eats bananas with a pill on? Yeah, it's just insane. <laughs> Have you ever heard of that before? No. I don't, I don't like bananas at all. But like, And then the mayonnaise in the coffee, that's just. He's like anti-Neil anti, anti -Neil McGrady. Yeah. Will and I would not. You'd be very upset if he was a Bengal. No, but I mean, Will and I, if we sat down at the same table, I think we'd look at each other like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> and he would be like, hey, live and let live. And I'd be like, no, you're a psychopath. I don't like, understand the mayonnaise in the coffee. I could do like if you could you could tell me about some uh, nutritional value of a banana peel. Well, you're putting an egg and oil in your coffee. For what? I mean, th that to me that screams I need attention. Maybe. Well, I put mayonnaise in pinto beans. Yeah, but you don't drink pinto beans, dude. Mayonnaise and pinto beans. <laughs> Disgusting. It's but, why it's why I wouldn't draft you. First pick. <laughs> But this, this cognitive thing is interesting, so what do you think about it? When, when something that sort of subjective is thrown into the mix? All right. The draft gets really weird, which we're going to get to experience this here in, a couple, in about 72 hours. And it gets crazier the closer we get because there's no more film. There's no more uh, pro days. There's nothing else to do. So we just like sit in a room. It's like when you're thinking too much and that's overthinking what, that's things. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, Paralysis by analysis. Correct. Look, 
it always seems to work itself out. But I, I think these tests, the same thing I did with <laughs> the bears say hello. Yeah. What's the um, what was the test before this? We the Wonderlick. The Wonderlick test. Like guys, it didn't hamper. It doesn't hamper them from producing. If it doesn't hamper them from producing in college, then it's not going to be all of a sudden be a problem that because they're not smart. There's a whole look. I've coached some people that are the dumbest people on the planet. But you know what happens when they get on the football field? Dude, they can freaking go. They can process. They know this, 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 this. They, they get all that. And then I've met some really smart people that analyze things really well, and they get out there and they freeze like a deer in the headlights when they see zone blitz coming. They don't know what to do with the ball. Like They look like you know Will Ferrell on Talladega Nights. They don't know what to do with their hands. So I don't – I'm not going to let a freaking test that a kid take. I mean, he may have been bored. Like, what the hell am I taking this test for and just marking answers? We don't know all that. Like, I don't – I just don't believe in, in – if it was that big of a deal, it wouldn't be – we wouldn't be hearing about it for the first time four days before the draft. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I get that it was down, and I'm not going to sit here and go, hey, that's it. That's My, my deciding factor is not going to be because of some test that we just started right. is going is going to make my pick for me. If so I'm going to get it, fired, it's going to be my fault. What it tells me is that inside these rooms – You've got this guy right here, right, who's going, hey, our guy's Richardson. And the guy next to him going, no, 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 Stroud. And the next guy next to him is like, we should take Levis. And the next guy's going, you know what, we should make the trade. We should trade. We should just – Lamar Jackson's out there. Let's go get him. Yeah. And so you've got all these people that are trusted people that have been in the process, and it just tells me that you've got a lot of different opinions. Because let's be real about all three of those guys. We could do it with Bryce too, though. I think Bryce is going to be a star, but he's guy, he's but cut the, above. It's not even but close. the guy who goes, "Hey, he's really small, and I'm worried about it." I get it. I do. Yeah. No, I, I, I get, totally get okay it. It's okay to have questions on a guy, but at the end, of, like I've said this, and I'll say it again Thursday, whatever. To me, this is to me the only one I'm spending a high draft pick on is Bryce Young. After that, I think there are available quarterbacks, and you have leverage. All right, the Texans fans on TikTok did not like mine. They don't like giving up. A, they think they can get uh, Trey Lance for a third-round pick, whatever. I'm just telling you what they're asking, uh, TikTokers. All right, but here's the deal is why would I go spend all this draft capital on a guy that we all know? You've got major questions. I don't think any of the three, if you just say, hey, yes or no, are they going to make it? I would say my I'm leaning no on, on three of the four. If they made it, great. That's awesome. All right, but I'm not going to spend a two or I'm not going to a four or anyway. Just go. There's so many quarterbacks out there. And let's talk about the Texans. Okay? But it's a quarterback league. And, I get it. And, and here's the but thing. But they're not going to be the ones that solve the problem. But here's the thing. You don't have a quarterback. Okay. You're the you're the Texans today. But they do. Who? Mills. Okay. He's better than anybody of the of if it's not Bryce Young, he is going to be better than any of the three guys next year on their football team. He's not terrible. He's not great. But he's going to be better than any of those three guys under center for you week one. Then if I'm them, I'm trying to trade down. I'm telling people that I'm going to take. Gee, I'm taking Will Anderson. Or I, or I take Anderson. You get, you get what I'm saying? But, like, but here's what I was saying was this. if you It's a quarterback league, and if you don't have an established star and you pass on one of these guys and they turn out to be Mahomes, right. Josh Allen, you you're done. You don't survive it. That's the thing. It's a quarterback league, and so we talked about this for months. We'll talk about it on Thursday night yeah. when we do our show. When your turn's up and you're like, 
What's the safer pick at number two? Will Anderson yeah. or Will Levis? It's Will Anderson. All day. But then you do this thing to yourself, and you've had months, and they all do it. We do it every year. They'll do it again next year. <laughs> and they go after that. But someone in the room goes, you know, Levis's ceiling is whatever. Levis's ceiling is a Super Bowl quarterback. Because if I tell you, if I tell you, hey, Tyler, I'm gonna let you build your team with the around a rookie, you can either have a really good, like an all NFL outside linebacker or an all NFL quarterback. You're gonna go give me the quarterback. Because it's a quarterback league. Yeah, if you told me it was all NFL guy. Right. But I don't think they are. But if I don't either. Someone in that room probably does because they've had a chance to just fall in love with them, right? And they've, they've analyzed it to the point of... Exhaustion. Yes. And they go, if we pass on this guy and our guy ends up still being really effing average and Levis goes to the Raiders, Cardinals, whatever, and wins two Super Bowls, we're done. We'll never live it down. We'll be, we'll be. You can always, I know, I know what you're saying. We'll be the people who passed on Patrick Mahomes. That's where I'm at, which there was a lot of people, but that's where I'm at too. If my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. Maybe not these days, but that's normally, it used to be the saying back in the day. I guess that's, this episode is brought to you by the Biden administration. And she'd drink Bud Light. <laughs> she'd drink Bud Light, right? Or he or whoever. But here, here, here's the thing is, is I'd also at two, I can go ahead and tell you, Will Anderson is going to be a pro bowler quickly. Like, he is as safe as it gets. These other guys, if you pass on the guy, like, there's a better chance for those guys not making it than there is making it. Name name the last three quarterbacks drafted in the first round that have, have panned out. I'm not good at this. Um, Just off the top of your head. They're young, young quarterbacks on their first contract. Uh, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. No, he's he's off of it. Oh, Justin Herbert. Um, uh, 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 Clemson, long hair, yeah. Okay, so you just gave me three quarterbacks in the last three drafts, correct? Yeah. Okay. Did so, I miss anybody? No. Okay. So what's to tell me that in this draft we got four that are going to make it? But we've only had three in the last three years. You see what I'm saying? Oh, sure. No, no. I mean, there's no question in my mind that one of these four guys will be a total bust. I think three of the four. That one of these guys will be close to a bust, and that one of these guys will probably be just kind of average. Yeah, they'll be a backup or whatever. You know, they'll stick around or whatever. Um, but anyway, I just – that's to me <laughs> – But I get it. All I'm saying is I get – because it happens every year. And it, all of these people aren't stupid. They just have way too much time and information, and they just overanalyze it. It's the sitting at the restaurant – looking at the menu where if you would just walk in and they say, hey, what do you want? I'm going to have the steak. Yeah. But you have some time and you have a drink and you have a conversation and someone goes, I was here a month ago and I got the pork chop and it was absolutely amazing. And you're like, damn, it sounds kind of good. You know, I'm thinking about that pork chop now. But I was, I was here to get the steak. And then you see the waiter walk by and he's got this, chicken dish and you're like that looks amazing and now you're now you're off in la la land right you're like well i came here to get a steak and five minutes ago i was ready to order the pork chop but now that chicken you're looking at the person the person's going oh this chicken's amazing and you're like oh my god and then someone says 
have you ever had the pizza here? And you're like, oh, my God, they have pizza here? And before you know it, and you can't order everything. You got to pick one. And before you know it, you are, you are stressed out about what you're going to order at dinner. Do that times 80 gazillion and put your <laughs> career on the line. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. Uh, that's, and I, I would be more than willing to do that. I guess they walk point. into the room. Of course. Of course. But you understand how. Someone, oh, yeah. someone can get spun. Well, it's like last they walk year, right? in going, "Hey, we're just going to take Anderson. He's the best player. We have a second pick. We're going to take Anderson." And someone goes, "Well, hey, look, did you hear about Levis's workout or whatever? You know what? Before you, or, you know, Anderson, Anderson's got weird feet or whatever. Before you know it, you're just thinking too much, and you got the guy that's over here to the left, who was the guy who two years ago nailed the draft." He said, we should take this guy at, at, at seven, and they took him, and he's an all-pro. Yep. And he's going, guys, guys, it's Richardson. You know, some bitch. I mean, he, he's good at this. And before, you just start spinning. And I've talked to NFL people, and they said that is exactly what happens in these rooms. Here's the thing. is like last year we're sitting here. One year ago right now, just so everybody remembers, one year ago, one year ago, Malik Willis is going to be the first pick in the draft. Yeah. And it'll be a third-round pick. Yeah. It seems to be on draft night. Well, everybody kind of comes to their senses a little bit. Well, the other thing that happens is there's a lot of misinformation being uh, bandied around right now. And also, there's some NFL people that don't like a few of these draft guru guys, and they'll intentionally feed them bad information to make them <laughs> yeah. look bad. Yeah. So there's some of that, too. So the bot here's the bottom line. And it's the reason that Thursday night, even though it's too damn long, there's a reason that Thursday night ends up being kind of fun, is that you don't really know. Like outside, There's always of, a surprise. Outside of Bryce Young going number one, we don't really know what's no. going to happen at two. And there's a real chance, and this is according to multiple media people, that starting at number two, the trades could come. And that what NFL people think they know, again, what's true on Wednesday might not be true on Thursday. It doesn't mean that the people on Wednesday were wrong. It just means shit changed. And the draft is fluid because one big trade shakes it all up. So that will will end with this. That's when it can get crazy. If the Texans don't take a quarterback with two, for whatever reason, we could be in for a shit show of a night. Because let's say they let's say they say, hey, whatever they're gonna do, we don't take quarterback. We take Will Anderson with two. Yeah, you just shook the whole thing up because now Arizona has stupid value for the third pick. Yeah. And they're they accepting trades and everything else. Like the Texans not taking a quarterback at two could really change everything up. So, um, and then last thing, Aaron Rodgers, I think his deal is going to get done sometime next couple of days. Okay. So I think he'll be, I think he he'll will be, be a, a jet. jet by Thursday. Okay. So we've been brought to you by our friends at uh, Rain Total Body Fuel. 300 milligrams natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. And if you can find the uh, Rainstorm, fantastic. I got these at uh, Stop and Get Gas yesterday morning in uh, Pontotoc. Yeah. On the way out is where I saw them. I have not seen them in Oxford yet, but I haven't actually looked. So if you see them in Oxford, if you please let me know, um, it would make my life a lot easier. Uh, Bob's sending me some and just. I ain't got to it yet. Um, and then uh, Thursday night, me and you, Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night. We'll uh, we'll get started 10, 15 minutes before the draft. Um, live show? Yeah, we'll do a live show. We'll figure out a way to take some calls. Um, I may have a guest coming. 
Maybe. Yeah. We'll be the only negative will be we'll be probably streaming. I don't know whether we'll we'll figure out something. We would probably be streaming, so we won't be a little behind, but we'll have Twitter and stuff. It'll be fine. It'll yeah. it's no big deal. We can't be too far behind. Yeah. It'll be it'll be good. But we'll uh can we drink beer? Oh, Cole says that the uh, Rogers deal is official. Oh, well, how about just that? Now, per Adam, as you call him, Schneffner. Schefter. <laughs> Adam Schefter. <laughs> I got you mispronouncing it now. Yeah. Hang on, I'm going to look and see what it is real quick. So let's see, Schefter, what's he say? Uh, the two sides talked for weeks before it broke down, then discussions heated up last week. Finally, Jets GM Joe Douglas and Packers GM were able to bring their differences and come to an agreement. Um, trade compensation per sources. The Jets get Aaron Rodgers six minutes ago. The Jets get Aaron Rodgers pick number 15, a 2023 fifth-round pick and number uh, 170. So they get a, a second and a or pick number 15. The Jets get pick number 15 and a uh, fifth-round pick. And the Packers get pick number 13, so they swap picks basically in the first round. Okay. They get a second-round uh, pick, so they swap second-round. Looks like they switched. No, got their second-round pick and six-round pick and a conditional second-round pick um, that becomes a first in 2024 if Rodgers plays 65% of the plays. Oh, that's a lot to give up. That is. That is. How about that? Probably the start of a pretty active week. Here we go. So we will be back with you on Thursday night. Again, no Thursday afternoon show. We'll be with you on Thursday night, probably for a long time. Can we drink beer? Yeah. You going to drink something with me or I'm just going to be sitting here drinking by myself? No, I'll, I'll drink beer with you. All right, because it could be a fun show if we do that. Yeah, no, I'll I'll, I'll drink beer. Are you going to eat pizza? Or will you, can we get pizza? Or you, would you Will you go full in and let's just get beer and pizza, and then you can go run 46 miles on Friday to make yourself feel better? Uh, if you want to order pizza, we can order pizza. I'll order pizza, bring some beer. All right. Will you participate? Am I going to be sitting here just getting no, no, fat I'll, by myself? I'll, 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 I'll go in with you. What's your pizza of choice? Um, I'm a thin crust. Um, My favorite, you and I are on the same page on this. My favorite is probably sausage and pepperoncini, but I like pepperoni and pepperoncini, and I like I like sausage and jalapeno a lot. I tried the I tried the jalapeno; it wasn't the same as the pepperoncini. For and me. I won't do jalapeno on the air because sometimes jalapeno can kind of make you hiccup a little bit. <laughs> um, and if I ever do like the specialty pizza, I'm the all meat guy. Okay, that's it. We're right down the yeah. We're we're pretty pretty close pretty close on that. The only thing I don't like on pizza, I can pretty much eat anything on pizza. I don't like pineapple; it's not good. Same. And I don't really like. I can eat them, but if you told me that I can take something off, I'll take mushrooms off. Dude, we're like a hundred percent same on that. I don't like bell peppers either. You know what? I'm not crazy about bell peppers either. Now, if you told me I can either put bell peppers or mushroom on, I'm like, give me the bell peppers. I'll figure it out. Because I don't really like mushrooms at all. Like mushrooms on a pizza, I'll almost be like, eh, I don't really even want the pizza. Yeah. Now, do I need to bring you any blue cans or anything? Or are you? Are you? Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll provide my own you my own beer. You don't want? You're not gonna have any blue cans. I will probably be a little fancier than that. This episode is brought to you by the Biden administration. But I'm trying to work on I'm trying to work on a guest. Okay. To join us as well. I'm definitely a thin crust. Don't guy, hope to do that, but I'm trying. Are you thin crust? Or are you hand tossed or? Thin crust. Yeah, I'm. I'm not a thick crust guy. No, I don't. I like the pan this. pizza stuff with the big thing. I'm just not. It's not we my got, thing. There's a pizza joint back home. 
called Mata's. Yeah, I've heard you talk about it. All right. It's thick. I don't know if you call it Chicago. St- Help me out. It's like uh, it's crust. Yeah. It has all the fixings on the crust. And then the cheese, it's like a, is that a Chicago style? Yeah, I think so. But it's a thick, dude, it's, they call it a Greek pizza. It's phenomenal. It's almost like a, the, the Chicago pizza is like at Malnati's and, and um, I mean, they're great. They're, but like you eat one slice of that and you're done. It's, it's really more of a, it's almost an effing casserole. I mean, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not criticizing it, but I don't, when you have to, Get it. It's it's really good. And if you ever go to Chicago and you've never been before, you should go. Yeah. It's one of those rites of passage thing that you should right. you should do. Because there's nothing wrong with being a tourist. If you've never been someplace, be a tourist one time. It's okay. Um it's kind of like the whole earlier in the weekend, people were like making fun of Morgan Wallen's music. And I'm like, he's got five songs in the top ten. He's probably pretty good. That many people like him. And if they do, awesome. Who cares? Right? Yeah. Like what you like. If the bottle of wine that you like is a $16 bottle of wine. Good for you. What's that kind of like? Conassus? Cabasus? Yeah, whatever. What's, what's the one I like? Oh, the Camus. That's Camus. A, that's a $75 bottle of is wine. Is that how much that costs? Yeah. Didn't you tell me there was a, a poor man's version of that wine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's what's uh, it called? Uh, Bonanza. Bonanza. Is a comes from the same grapes, just not as quality of grape. Dude, I'm, I may be a, we may have a bottle of Bonanza to- <laughs> Thursday night. Oh God, <laughs> who's driving you home? Huh? I don't know. I got to figure that. Out. I got to figure out the logistics because I'm not driving home. No, I'm gonna get after it. I think. Okay. Thursday should... night draft night. Telling all kinds of good stories. You should just get Aaron to drop you off, probably, and then pick you up, and then Uber home or something. I was gonna see if one of my kids would do it. That's a thought. I don't know if I tr- trust them driving all the way back by themselves. <laughs> I'll let you feel that out. All right, we'll be back on uh, Thursday night. Yeah, green peppers. Green peppers are bell peppers. Yeah, grind. What are you? What, green peppers what the hell and bell are you peppers are the same thing. All the earlier grind, and we'll do this on Thursday some too because the draft gets laborious. Yeah. He had a date put mayonnaise on a pizza, and I'm out. I'm mayonnaise like, on a pizza. He said spaghetti earlier. I saw that. Yeah, I'd, I'd be a wet. date. Yeah, I, I would look at her and say, "We're not going to work That's out." It's like what they call it, red flags. Yeah, you're yeah. out. I don't care how hot you are. At that moment, I'm realizing this just isn't going to work. There's no chance that this goes anywhere, so we should stop now. Yeah, that's that's automatic disqualification. Just you know what? I wish you a good life. <laughs> You're terrible. Grind green peppers are bell peppers. There you go. Yeah. All right. We'll be back on um, on Thursday night. Till then, take care. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.